the Midas Touches. I'm your host, Chris Tusa, and this is Charlie To the Midas Touches, we're back for another episode of this series. The 2023-24 jump season is upon us and we're back at Cheltenham for a huge weekend's racing. It feels like the big first kind of festival of the year. We've got three days from Cheltenham, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Host to grade twos, exciting horses coming through the ranks. Some of the best horses from last year. Cheltenham winners, the real whackers back. Um, are you excited for the for the action? Yeah, I'm certainly excited. I think it's good that they've spread racing over the three days. As in, they've spread good racing over the three days. So, <clears throat> obviously, the highlight of the Saturday being the Paddy Power Gold Cup. But we've also got the Greatwood Hurdle to look forward to on Sunday and obviously the Schlur Chase as well. So, and I'm sure other good stuff on Friday. We will cover briefly Friday, but our main focus will be on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, it will be good. Early indicators as to what may unfold this season. A few of last season's stars coming out to play. So, yeah, a lot to be positive about, a lot to look forward to and a lot to get our teeth into. And the last, the last time we were recording this podcast, we were doing our jump season preview. Um, have any of your horses run well so far from the preview? Have you, have we even seen any of them? Uh, yes. Because yeah. the real well, whacker for well, me well, is Jerry Colom. Obviously, um, was my Gold Cup hope. Yeah, and he put up a brilliant performance over in Ireland. So stayed on really nicely. Three miles would be his minimum distance. So. I was happy to see that. And in the first time I had a novice company as well. So a lot of positives. I mean, we probably don't read too much into it, but even still, it was good to see. It was good to see a win in a strong field. So yeah, that filled me with hope for, for the season. And just, yeah, I'm I'm, sure, I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's probably been more. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, Jerry Colom, that was a big standout so far anyway. Definitely, definitely. Well, it's the... It's it's the time of year for you as well. Looking back at uh, two years ago, I remember when you successfully tipped up Midnight Shadow in the big one, the Paddy Power Gold Cup on Saturday afternoon. That one's sadly uh, not with us anymore, mm. but uh, a great horse and a great win on that day. Um, very, very fond memories. We're going to be tackling three races primarily. We'll talk about other races other things going on in the racing world uh, as well first of all though a, a, a very very um worrying time for for graham lee who had a, a, a really really bad um accident prayers with his family and his uh his friends hope that um hope that it's it's not as bad as it seems um i've not seen the the latest on that uh today but yeah fingers crossed um we're gonna we're gonna start though with the uh paddy power gold cup on the saturday the big one uh where your horse from last year stage star who you were pretty bullish on at cheltenham 
when he was victorious, is currently heading the market for Paul Nichols, unsurprisingly, at five to one. Not long till May, one for Laura Morgan there, seven to one, who was second in that race last year at the festival. The real whacker who won the Turners is in there as well. Unexpected party, uh, the third of the three at sevens. Irodoto, who was fourth in this race last year, 17 to two, fugitive. Tens, easy as that, 11s. Angel's Breath, 12s. We'll leave the field there. Fascinating field, this. Um, course form always important in the, the Paddy Power Gold Cup, as is trainer uh, form and... Um, yeah, I mean, what are your what are your feelings? What are your thoughts and feelings when you when you flick through this field? I think it's I think it's a good field. I think it's a strong field. We've got up there at the top of the market three horses really. I'd say certainly two in in Stage Star and the Real Whacker, both both Cheltenham Festival winners. Um, the Real Whacker actually won the Brown Advisory, not the Turners. Stage Star won the Turners. Sorry, um, but but uh, the Real Whacker won the Brown Advisory against Jerry Colomb, which was which was a fantastic race. And obviously we just, just mentioned that horse already. Jerry Colomb is very talented. So it was a top, top effort from the Real Whacker. Uh, and he had it all his own way that day uh, and put up a really bold effort. But yeah, I definitely look at the top of the market and think there's some great horses here. I was, As you say, I was a big fan of Stage Star last year. I think he's a fantastic jumper, which is obviously a huge thing. Paul Nichols has a good record in this race. I'd be worried about the fact that none of them have had a run because that is quite important in this race, yeah. as it is always early season. And uh, that sounds stupid because you need, you, you need to, you know, um, you, you can't have a run until you've had a run, if that makes sense. But... Um, but you know they're coming up against rivals who have already had their their first run of the season and will be that much fitter for it. Um, looking back at the history books, eight of the last twelve had had a run in the um, thirty-five days prior, leading to this, leading up to this race. So, yeah, I think it is a bit off-putting that none of those top three in the Bethany at least have had a run, uh, and and for that reason, I'd want to look possibly elsewhere um <clears throat> i'd be quite interested to to see how angel's breath gets on in this one which is uh which is a bit of a punchy. rogue shout yeah quite punchy i'd suggest and, and you're not sam wrong. thomas the dream i love that i love sam thomas he's a great great guy by uh, by all accounts um good looking guy as well yeah yeah racing sweetheart they say <laughs> um but no, I mean, there's I like, not many of those I, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I mean, come on. Um, it's true. There's some. There's some. There's a few. I can't, I can't think of the top of my head. Who's really, um, <laughs> Best looking jockey. Let's just quickly sidebar. Uh, I actually, there is someone I think who's really good looking. Uh, uh, James Doyle. Who looks like one of them that's quite like an actor? <laughs> is it? Uh, uh, David Prober no no <laughs> I'll remember at the end Did genuinely there is someone but I'll remember at the end who looks like Chalamet <laughs> we'll come back we'll come back okay. Oshin no <laughs> he does look a little bit like Timothy Chalamet it'll come to a little bit anyway it'll okay. come. this is a real sidebar so um, no what I wanted to say was that Angel's Breath is really interesting and Sam Thomas as well as being a good looking man 
he'd be a damn good trainer if he could get Angel's Breath to win this race because Angel's Breath, some people will remember, had nearly three years off the track or maybe even just over three years off the track. Um, and he has absolutely bolted up in that race at Ascot three years ago. Well, yeah, I mean, with such a with such a potential star for for the Nicky Henderson stable, and obviously it was such a shame to see this horse off the off the track for such a long time. But Sam Thomas went and pitched him straight into Grade Two company on his return after three years, which, in hindsight, probably looked a bit optimistic. But he was pulled up in that race. But it definitely showed the intent from their side, from the team side, and uh, I like to see it. Anyway, he's returned this season with with one run, as I said, important for this race. That was over hurdles, but he ran well. He ran well in second that day at Cheltenham. And I think it's just quite taking that he, he ran well on reappearance over hurdles and they're still deciding to go down the chase route with him here. He probably still holds, he, he surely still holds potential and he's still a bit unknown. Uh, was a good novice chaser in his day. So I think he's a really interesting horse in this race without being completely convicted on this one. I do just think it would be it would be perhaps sensible to take on the top of the market in this one. Um, yeah, it's also just worth remembering that previous favourites, well, Sam Thomas's favourite last season, Stolen Silver and yeah. uh, Protector at the year before that favorites for this race both of them and yeah they hadn't had a run it's interesting not. talking about protector i think uh dan skelton's been pretty vocal this week about his previous shots in this race midnight river finishing third last year uh or protector at finishing second midnight river the third the year before i think um and and, and protector at maybe one that that stayed a little bit further um i mean unexpected party does seem to be a an interesting profile for this having one last time he's therefore had the run um skelton's been very bullish on him as well basically said that he's got a little bit more pace he's absolutely tuned up for the run and he's looking to break that duck i think the downside with this one is that maybe dan skelton hasn't been in as good a form as he was last year last year he absolutely cleaned up at this meet like, i think having had that run um, that's going to put him in good stead. I think there's question marks around a lot of these. Uh, the real whacker off top weight, that's going to be really difficult. Not long till May. Um, I think the trainer, the trainers, uh, the trainers said that, you know, this is definitely a step up in class. Um, stage star is another one who's going to have to prove it without a run. So, no, I think although unexpected party maybe doesn't have the, the top form at the, at the top level, like some of these, he he's beaten Nappers Hill. Uh, Nappers Hill's come out since and won uh, this season. He's had some close form with with Stage Star, and you know if you're gonna manage to to get the win in in any race with uh, with Unexpected Party, I think maybe this is the opportunity for him to to go out there and and prove it against the others. I, I see you've just found the guy that looks like Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Do you know that in Ross Orion? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he actually does. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, so Especially, Ross Orion, yeah. I think, is good looking. Yeah. Uh, either that or he looks like a shoe, which is, uh, you've not seen that meme? No. You don't really you don't really go on your phone, do you? No. Uh, there's a meme where Timothy Chalamet looks like a shoe. Uh, it's quite funny. 
Let's get back to the racing then. So for you in the Paddy Power Gold Cup, a big one on Angel's Breath, which is going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, I, as I said, I'm interested in unexpected party. I think um, I'm happy to go with, with Skelton's bullishness on that one um, on this day, given the race fitness. Uh, let's move on now. Onto the Sunday to the Schler Chase. We're going to tackle our second of our big three races. And at the moment, it is the big one, John Bomb, who heads the market at one to two. Uh, John Bomb with some great results last year. A couple of shady performances. That one against Calico definitely rings a bell uh, in, in that remark, uh, regard. Edward Stone, second favourite, five to two. Nube Negra. On the last two runnings of this at sixes, Bambridge, eights. Editor Jeet has had a couple of great days last year at 14s and Dancing on My Own, who won uh, on his last start at this track, is 25 to 1. Fascinating encounter here. I think there's like, there's question marks around most of them, really. John Bond maybe hasn't quite won. Or, or shown the level of form that you would you would expect from a really top two-mile chaser. Edward Stone can do it on his day. Last season wasn't as good as the season before. Nube Negra seems to love this race, but also seems to love good ground. And yeah, you just never really know when to catch him. Bambridge seems to be drifting like a barge, uh, maybe because of the ground. Editor de G, I I think, is interesting at 14s. Um, but you just don't really know which one's going to turn up. Uh, Editor Jeet needs, I think, maybe a sneaky ride to win this. Um, I know that you feel very strongly about this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to you, and then I'll, I'll follow up afterwards. No, I mean I don't feel very strongly. I just think it's incredibly obvious what's going to happen in this race. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not that's not very strong. No, no, no. I am joking, um, but. Uh, I I think I think you've got a really good point, Tris, and you, and you're on something there. I think that <clears throat> there are question marks, like Nubenegra, for example. He has won this race the last twice, but they were far weaker renewals than than what we've got. Yeah, Edwardstone was pulled out the last minute last year, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So 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 he ended up facing uh, a couple of um, a couple of um, definitely weakened. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they were. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, Nube Negra would would struggle to win this renewal, I think. Um, so so I'd probably rule him out. And and the other thing is he he would probably like to um, go from the front, which will be the case also for Editor Jeet. So those two might have a little ding dong battle out front, tire each other out. Editor Jeet needs needs an easy uncontested lead because he's done it before and he's caught everyone out. People are also more wary to it as well. I Probably, think he's yeah. he's like a very he's he's a horse very well known for that. Yeah, you know some 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 can get away with it more than others, but he's he's done it in a couple of the bigger like Tom races. Marquand on Not So Sleepy. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, but you know he 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 went and did it in in um, in the Clarence House and. You know, I think people would just be more wary to it this time. So, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably stay away from him, though. To be fair, you're not wrong. At 14 to 1, it is a bit enticing. It's tempting. Bambridge, the ground, I think there's going to be rain 
tomorrow we're recording on thursday there's rain friday friday rain friday saturday. night saturday morning that that's it heavy rain could soften things up really yeah. cut it up bambridge unfortunately just needs good ground and <laughs> like when's he ever gonna get that if it jumps so um Aintree. yeah i mean he can get it sometimes but <laughs> in april yeah in april it's <laughs> he a, did last year it's a while away it's and, a while and away. to be fair he had it in the uh in the in the november meet last year didn't he yeah. when he won yeah won nicely but but i wouldn't one. be yeah i wouldn't be looking at him because of that reason dancing on my own he's outside of the field i actually do like a, a horse that he beat on the friday which we might talk about later um and then you're just left with the front two at the market which isn't that exciting but it's john bourne or edwardstone and john bourne is obviously very talented only beaten by el fabiolo last year who Jamie Radford Radford was assuring us on our on our jumps preview would have absolutely dusted uh Anergamem had had he had the opportunity this year obviously Anergamem and being out for the season that won't happen so John Bond's clearly good as well but as you say he's he's had a couple of patchy runs one was after a layoff mid-season uh last season that was against Calico he made really hard work of that so I just worry reappearing here whether he's quite got it and that just then leaves edwardstone who yes he's reappearing as well but it's really worth noting that his first run last season was in the tingle creek at sandown against greenatine against shishkin who was favorite against gentlemen to me top quality chasers and he put them in their place he won um career high racing post rating he basically just ran an absolute blinder on reappearance so he showed there that he can go well fresh he's a lovely horse you're right he did have a couple of misfires last season but i think fresh here he he'll go really well and i'm surprised that he's five to two to be honest i, I think <sighs> I, I do think yeah, he's a course and distance winner as well he won the arkle here yeah you know so can't forget that he won the arkle at the festival like it, it, this, this, alan king's form he's a are you worried about that <sighs> i mean you could be, but for the for these big ones, I, I worry less about it. If you if you're talking to me about a handicap, possibly, but they get they get the the top horses right. Yeah, I feel they do. Like o- obviously, every trainer will claim that they put equal time into all their horses, but yeah. they'll 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 but have it. They'll have an eye Alan, on stable uh, yeah. stars. Alan King's already got one eye on on this race. Two weeks in, two yeah, weeks out. Yeah, you yeah. know, in terms of like Prep. he's not necessarily worrying about that one at Foss Last that he's got. <laughs> Yeah. No offense to the owners of that one at Foss Last, but like Yeah, you're rubbish. Yeah. Buy better horses. <laughs> but yeah, so so for me, I know that was quite convoluted and long winded, but I do really like Edward Stone for this race. And I think the five to two you can get about some now is a bit of a steal. Love it. So Charlie very, very bullish on Edward Stone. I think uh I think it I think you make a great case. Um I think um for for me like if I had to had to bet anything, I'd probably have a have a, a little little small one on Editor G just in case they manage to sneak it and the others don't turn up. Um I think given that he's had a run, he's gonna be fit. There's more of a chance that he's gonna be able to to go off the front and stay there. Um Gary Moore knows how to train his horses for a big race. So I think I'd give Editor G a chance, but I think maybe Last year was the year when Nahulhan had the incredible ride that everyone was talking about and it was all amazing and it's unlikely to happen again. But at 14 to 1, why not give it a chance? He, um, he's not as good as these horses, right? 
No. But he can be ridden to best effect. Exactly. And and and, and I guess to that extent, we've seen Edwardson, Nubia Negra and Bambridge to an extent not turn up. John Bond's pretty consistent. Um mm-hmm. but but also after a break can in, wobble. In, in mostly lesser company as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know. look, it's a fascinating race. I think the fact that we've spoken about it for so long just emphasizes that massively. Um hopefully Edward Stone can get you your winner at five to two there. Uh let's move on then to the three thirty on the Sunday which is the Great Wood Hurdle. Really, really good race this. Uh, a Willie Mullins hot favourite at fours. Favourites don't have a great record in this race, though. So only matter of time is going to have to buck that trend. Uh, Iberico Lord is 7-1 to one for Nicky Henderson. 15-2 to two for Nemean Lyon, for Kerry Lee. Uh, Lodesu, Dan Skelton, eights. Look away who was well-touted to win uh, earlier uh, earlier on this season at Cheltenham is is nines for Neil King. Knickerbocker Glory, Dan Skelton, 10s. Jin Coco, 11s. Lucia is 12s, punctuation 14s, who I actually thought has a pretty good chance in this race. I think you really want to catch Fergal O'Brien's horses when they're going, when they're hot, and he's reasonably hot at the moment. This one won on the flat, earlier in October uh course form trainer in good form Paddy Brennan riding okay um and basically when the conditions haven't been diabolical like they were in the Imperial Cup against uh well, Iseo Iseo who sort of pulled up um punctuations run pretty well um so I think for me that is where my my hat landed he's won in a big field before as well uh in that race at Aintree last year at a big price um I think that they'll have him tuned up for this one Graham will be okay at Cheltenham I think I think uh I think 14 to one's a nice price for this one punctuation uh Fogel O'Brien Paddy Brennan fair enough yeah no I like it and I did take a long look at punctuation to be fair I think it'd be really interesting. So you may or may not remember last year in the Great Wood Hurdle, they bypassed the first and the last um, hurdle because of low sun. So it was a really long running. And it'd be quite interesting because punctuation obviously has performed pretty well on the flat, winning at York, as you said, last time out on the flat with Holly Doyle on board whether that could play into that horse's strengths. Um, yeah. Don't know, obviously, if that's going to be the case again. Same time look. of year. If it's sunny, could well be. But that's interesting. Um, yeah, I I think this race is an absolute nightmare. Uh, it's a proper stinker to try and work out, to be honest. Uh, and I thought that last year and I thought that year before. Um, I tried to keep it relatively simple because, frankly it's really difficult to work out there's a few or you know most of these horses are unexposed younger horses um i thought that last year's second place horse uh gin coco who was coming around the bend absolutely swinging in last year's race and 
possibly got there too soon to be honest um he he couldn't put it up to i like to move it who powered home up the straight um and left him for dead in the end but it was a good run nonetheless um that was only off uh two pounds lower than his mark um for for the race this year um and i do just wonder if he's got it in him again to to go really close here um he has had a reappearance run where to be fair he did get well beaten by um Namian Lion who I thought also looked relatively interesting I mean the one two there uh Namian Lion and Ernie Harmon asking pulled well clear of the rest um but I just think that given there's going to be a big swing in the weights now between Namir Lyon and Jin Coco, um, seven pounds, uh, and he was only 11 lengths back that day. I do wonder whether he could certainly go a lot closer and at the prices as well, maybe just a bit more attractive at around 11, 12 to one. Um, he'll need a good pace to aim at, but I don't think that's going to be an issue in um, a big field handicap like the Greatwood. Uh, it certainly wasn't last year for him. So... He'll sort of stalk out the back, I think, um, race midfield in the rear, perhaps, and um, look to strike late, I'd imagine. And I think off a mark of one three three, he could have a really good chance of doing that um, and maybe even going one better than he did last year. It would be a, a great performance for Harry Fry and Jonathan Burke. Um, yeah, I think it's a fascinating race. Even those lit further down the down the field, you know the the likes of Son and Gino um, ran in this race last year. Two friendlies, a good horse, actually has close form ties with my pick. Punctuation, punctuation, uh, beat it convincing, convincingly last year, and is rated three pounds lower than two friendly. Um, that is reflected in the market. To be fair, two friendlies at twenty five, punctuation fourteens, but it's a great race. Uh, I think Graham will be interesting. Knickerbocker Glory clearly won. If it really cuts up, who can do it in the in the in the mud, having come second in that Imperial Cup uh, at the back end of last season? I think overall, I've got a great couple of days racing there. Uh, but I know that you've got one on the Friday mm-hmm. that you're interested in talking about in one of the races. So you should definitely enlighten the listeners on which one that is and why you want to put them up yeah well i mentioned um dance on my own who's the outsider for the slur chase and um dance on my own last time out beat a horse um called triple trade into second Mm. um now dance my own is rated 151 and in behind that day was not long till May, who we've obviously spoken about for the Paddy Power Gold Cup, who's rated 152. Um, we've got here Triple Trade, who is running tomorrow in the 145 at Cheltenham, the um, handicap chase there over two miles. And this horse comes in and offer a rating of 130. <laughs> Um, chucked in I I think you genuinely might be chucked in honestly thrown in I watched that race back um, he's a really nice sort of economical jumper which I love um, 
He looked very good. Sorry, I'm eating sweets and it's really disgusting. Mm. Um, but then, <laughs> trying to finish my sweets. Sorry. Um. Anyway, no. I I thought that his reappearance run was was really promising. Uh, in in front of and behind those horses that I mentioned, um, he finished last season really strongly as well. Seemed to be sort of getting the idea of things. One two on the bounce, um, and um, I think the drying ground won't be narrative as well. Though we did say there's rain, but obviously he's running tomorrow, so it's going to remain good stuff soft, I'd imagine. Um, so his best form has come on good good soft. So that that's a positive for me as well and joe tizard's in good form as well um striking around the 20 percent mark maybe a bit higher at the moment in the last 14 days so i haven't made the case particularly well there sorry i was eating those sweets but i do in short think that this horse triple trade could be really well in here still off a mark of just 130 um and it seems to me really taking that the two horses that finished around him uh, last time at Cheltenham over the course and distance uh, are going on to bigger races this weekend, i.e. the Paddy Power Gold Cup and the Schler Chase. So, yeah, for me, triple trade, about 9-2 to two at the moment, not even fab for this race, which I think is a bit um, a bit of a gimme. Uh, yeah, like him. Amazing. Couldn't be more bullish from Charlie on his selections this weekend, which is very... Very exciting. Um, a, a couple of other notable runners on the, the Friday. Delta Work is back uh, over the co- cross-country fences at Cheltenham, which is exciting. Has had a run already. Usually needs a run, so it'll be great to see Delta Work back in action. And also Captain Teague for the Nichols team, third in the champion bumper last year at the festival, uh, back in the Hyde Novice Hurdle. Uh, that would be a nice one for us. I think we're going to need all of the ammo that we can get when it comes to the Presbury Cup in March. And uh, a good sign for that if Captain Teague can get the win. Uh, I'm not feeling too hopeful. I think the Irish are just completely dominant well, yeah. still. But, uh, you know, we can always we can always live and, live and hope. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a quick shout out as well to um, Burdett Road as well. Uh, Royal Ascot winner running in the Triumph Trial on Saturday, the first race on Saturday. So good luck to that one. Golden Gates winner. A listener of the podcast actually, Burdett Road. Really? Yeah, they've got it tuned in, in the stable. AirPods in, in the stable. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Big, big horse-sized AirPods. Yeah, yeah um, they would actually just fall out. Otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Um it's been a great episode. Some very, very strong selections from Charlie. Some tactical selections from myself. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm choosing to follow the bullishness of Dan Skelton, which on a Saturday you can barely go wrong unless it goes wrong. Um, it's been a great episode. I'm very happy to ask you if you have any closing remarks. No, apart from... Get your money on triple trade tomorrow, 145. Triple lev. Triple lev it up. up. And watch this one win and you'll have a nice little bit of Friday pocket money. Good luck. Bet safely. Don't bet outside of your means or the money that you could afford, uh, especially during Gambling Awareness Week, which is this week. Good luck. 
stay safe and we'll see you next time it's a goodbye from me Tris. and it's a goodbye from me Charlie. Goodbye.